what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of my brother's keeper bro it's been fucking over a month since we were like how do we keep having these month-long breaks between recording this fucking podcast like i get it we said that we we uh it's, there's no release date no release schedule but the last episode we specifically said we'd probably be back for the next three weeks in a row and fucking disappeared off the face of the earth but uh bro I don't here's my reply to that to the to the, to the supporters out there okay gotcha (laughs) but what i will say bro honestly i've gotten people have told me that my brother's keeper is one of their favorite podcasts that i never would have thought that would like enjoy it the way that they do so we have something special here but people what you have to realize is that part of what keeps this being special is that we this is truly a podcast we do when we feel like doing it it's not like the film frequency it's not like the awakened soul like those are all special too let me not act like they're not special but I mean, you you get the best of us all the time on this because we just come and do our shit. By the way, I'm CEO Hayes. I'm joined by my brother JB, the prodigal one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, like we don't even do intros on this show. <laughs> we just we just hit recording, go and yeah, man. I mean, uh, while we don't necessarily do this every week, we're you can still always hear us. Like you know, uh, Hayes got uh, the Wicked Soul. We got From Frequency. I do Cage Theory. We still have a lot of stuff that we do, but this we we sort of wanted to give it sort of a laid back tone. And uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of the feedback that I've gotten about the show is like, it's literally like. People say, like, it's just hanging out with their boys. It's just bullshitting and talking. The same conversations you would have with one of your boys. So people literally feel in the conversation. And uh, I've even had people from Australia. Shout out to Jimmy T. If you listen to this, he told me he lives in Australia. And he's like, a lot of the stuff you guys talk about, I, I, I literally, like, relate to. And, and he's in Australia. And he's like, it's literally just talking to one of my mates. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's crazy. Since So since the last time we recorded, we have a, a new president-elect. Uh, the NBA season has stopped and started back. The preseason has has started. Um, the movie, uh, fr- like the cinema, the theater franchise may may be dying for all we know. Kevin Durant is back on the court for the first time in almost six hundred days tonight. Um, the Pope is li- liking liking pictures on on social on social media. Bill Cosby has tweeted from jail. Like, there's been some shit that's going on, bro. Like, let's start off first. Like, again, this is not a political podcast, but all the craziness that's happened since this this has got to be like i can't wait to see the netflix drama that is based around the 2020 election because this is just so right like the fact that texas tried to sue in the supreme court other states because to not certify the like since when have we seen states at war with other states about election results shit's fucking crazy bro shit is always crazy bro but yeah i mean so much so much shit around this 2020 election and it's just a, uh, um, I don't even know what word to put it in. It's just so much drama and so much shit. And if you really sit, like, step away from it for a second, it's, a lot of it is actually really funny, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But just so much shit has gone down in this last four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We got the NBA draft. Your, you you guys have dra- drafted Obi Toppin, who killed it in the first preseason game. Like, and I, Obi Toppin, a lot of people. Please don't jinx it. A lot of people have projected that he was going to be a solid. He's he's like his his floor is really high. So even at the baseline, you're gonna get a solid one of those role guys who are in the NBA for ten to twelve Athletic. years, and you just and you just trust. But I tell you what, if he can hit the potential that some people are projecting him on, you guys got to steal, bro. Because what you didn't you drafted like eight or nine at that, right? Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, it was eight or nine something like that. But let me tell you, and people are gonna be like, oh, you're nuts. 
I'm more high on this guy than I was when we got Porzingis. And even when everybody was riding Porzingis' dick, I still was I I was never on the Porzingis train ever. And I, I, I you go back and check social media, whatever Facebook. I was never on that train because I really felt like you can look at somebody and be like, "Yo, that's the guy that's gonna take us to a championship." I'm not saying that about 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 um about Tobin now, but I don't think Porzingis was ever the guy. Yeah. And um, I see I see a big potential with this kid. And um, unfortunately, he got drafted to a fucking horrible franchise where I hope they don't. Uh, you see this a lot, and it sucks because I was just talking to one of my friends the other day. I've been a Nick fan from day one. I've been watching uh, basketball since 1990, 91-ish. And I've been a Nick fan from day one. I'm originally from New York. And there's been so many instances where there's guys that play for New York, and they're terrible. And then they leave the team, and they're they're superstars. I can mm-hmm. list names upon names upon names where they go out elsewhere, and they win championships, and they turn to these big superstars. But I, I let's hope. This is a turning point for the Knicks franchise because they're in such a big market, New York market, and they're absolutely atrocious. That's crazy. That's crazy as hell. Um, the thing with the Knicks are, it's like you guys just have have had bad luck. So many people that you drafted, like R.J. Barrett still has potential. Let's not act like he's like fucking going to – he's a bust right now. You guys have drafted a lot of people with potential that haven't quite hit it yet. If these guys start – hitting it and maybe the ob top like maybe a combination of a lot of things you guys have Thibodeau there who you know he's he's a really good coach um you know some of the people have talked about how he how good he is at developing talent or whatnot but there's a this seems like new life in new york and i think it's good too that that Thibodeau um Thibodeau is a new yorker so i think that like, yeah. he's gonna fit in really well there what do you think about Thibodeau being you guys which is a He's got his first head coach in Chicago with the Bulls. I've been a fan of Thibodeau since he left the Bulls. So go ahead. I mean, you just said it. Thibodeau did some shit with the Bulls, man. I mean, he did some shit with the Bulls. So when we um, I would probably say this is probably in the last ten years or so. This is probably my most anticipated signing of a coach. And we've had a lot of freaking coaches in the last decade or so. But I'm really truly interested to see what he can do. My issue has never really been coaching though. My issue is the, the management and, and the owners and, and James Dolan is just an absolute trash bag. And um, I feel like until we get him out, um, this is going to, is going to, it's going to be this way, but I'm hoping Tom Thibodeau can, can turn this around and, and the Knicks can be the franchise that they once were. I mean, I remember growing up, it wasn't like, are we going to make the playoffs is it was like, how far, how are, we far gonna go are we going to get? Yep, yeah. Sure. You know, are the Bulls uh, going to beat us again this us. year? How many yes. how many games are the Bulls going to beat us by this year? Bro, I, bro, that bro, well, the internet wasn't a big thing back then, but bro, I used to buy every week the newspaper for one reason, and that's to check the standings because the internet yeah. was not a thing back then. Because I'm trying to see how far can we get into the playoffs before we can avoid the Bulls. Can we play them possibly in the conference finals and not in the first or second round? Because if we can, maybe we have a shot because we could get hot, bro. That was the thing growing up, but and now it's like, yo, can we win twenty games? Yeah. Which is so freaking like such a drop down, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, like, they they have um, I don't want to I don't want to make this whole thing about a mix thing, but they have some pieces that they can get somewhere, but they need to they don't need to I don't expect them to win a championship right now, right? But I feel like what I need them to do is to play at least five hundred ball, because if they can play five hundred ball. I win half their games, 
which is a very big step up from where they are currently, then now they can attract a high-level player. You attract a high-level player, and that's how you bring players in. No, how do you think the Nets ended up getting um, KD and uh, and Kyrie Irving? Although I think Kyrie Irving is a fucking cancer to any team he plays for, but they were uh, pretty much a, a fifth, you know, a five hundred uh, ball team, mm-hmm. and that attracted Kevin um, Kevin Duncan. That attracted um, 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 KD to come. No, oh, you talk, you're talking about the. I guess you're talking about the, the Nets. Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That attracted so, KD, who KD had to have Kyrie to go with them. So yeah, I mean, right. it all worked out. Hell, they may end up getting hardened by some of the rumors that you may have. Like all you need nowadays. When it, and it's the same thing with Chicago, right? Like we have a lot of Clippers potential. too. We have yeah, yeah. We have a lot of potential on our team. All you need nowadays is one player to say to think I can be the guy who can get them over the hump. If you do that, like. If you do that, then if you can get on one of the list of these superstars when they ask to be traded or when they become free agents, if you can get on one of their lists to say there's enough there to make me think that I can get them to the next level, then you're good. Like it's not like it used to be in the in the in the '90s when you we used to watch where it was legit. All right, how who are we either going to sign or who are we going to draft that that that's going to be the missing piece to what we get. Now it's like, and you and you steadily build and you develop and you build chemistry. That's what it was in the 90s. But now it's like, all right, let's just get to a point to where one of the superstars likes us and then, then, we'll, then we'll be a, a contender. Yeah, and I feel like markets doesn't mean shit anymore in these days because New York, again, is one of the biggest markets. One of the most... The biggest. Uh, the biggest, right. Yeah. And outside of Melo, no one has been attracted. Now, I think a large part also is... You, for you to play in New York, you have to have some fucking, and this is in any sport, some very fucking thick skin because the media and the fans will fucking shred you alive. And I think that detracts a lot of people as well because Melo went through shit for all the years he was there. And I Every think, year. And I think we have a revisionist history to think that, like Patrick Ewing, probably one of the most beloved Knicks of all time universally. But there are even times where if you go back and you hear him talk, there are times where Knicks fans even looked at him like, hey, you haven't gotten us a title. And it's like, to think back on that, it's like, because Patrick Ewing, when you played in the Garden back when Patrick Ewing was in there, it was it was a tough, every, I don't care if they if the Knicks won, loss, or whatever, it was tough because those fans loved that team like no other. But when you go back and you actually look at it, a lot of those fans are tough on Ewing too. And if you're not, and nobody's at Patrick Ewing's level right now, so. Well, I, when you were talking, I raised my hand for those who are listening to the podcast and not watching the video. I loved Patrick Ewing from day one, bro. Mm-hmm. Loved him from day one. And I remember in that, you know, that 98-99 season when Patrick Ewing hurt his arm and was out for like X amount of games and didn't come back until the finals. I was like, oh, fuck. Why did he have to come back? We're having such a good run. He came back and we got swept by the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, man, get rid of Patrick Ewing. <laughs> and, bro, when they actually got rid of Patrick Ewing, I was crushed. And let me tell you, the last time we had Patrick Ewing on our team, since then, we've probably had maybe two good seasons. And I'm talking 20-plus years now. Because Patrick Ewing left in, uh, I want to say it was late night, like uh, it was early 2000s. So it's been almost 20 years since he's left. Mm-hmm. And we've had maybe two good seasons since he left. So I don't know if it's a Patrick Ewing curse or what, but we did that man dirty as fuck, by the way. Did, we did him dirty as shit. Who did trade Patrick Ewing to? Was it Orlando? Uh, I think he, he ended up playing for like Orlando. He ended up playing for Sonics. Oh, you guys traded like him a, to the Sonics and he played for Orlando later on. 
That's what it was. Yeah, but I felt they. I always felt they did Patrick so dirty. He was the franchise for the longest time, and without Patrick, we don't have any of the things we've had. You know, success throughout the nineties. Without Patrick, we don't have that at all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, he was he was easily top ten or some, even like top. Some players in the should never be traded from their teams, and that, that yeah. Patrick Ewing is a Nick. Like I don't think anybody remembers. He only played two seasons not for the Knicks. One was with Seattle and one was with Orlando. And I don't think anybody fucking remembers those because Patrick Ewing. I feel this just like Wade. I felt I mean I'm not a I'm not a Bulls fan. I'm not a Heat fan, but when Wade left to go to Chicago, I was that like did not feel right, what are you bro? doing? And then he yeah. went to Cleveland and then he got traded back to Miami, thank God. Because yeah, that's just another right. one of those players that's just Kobe that, never left. Yeah. Kobe never left. Jordan never left. But that's really I mean, when's uh Dirk? Other than like Dirk's the most recent, Dirk never one, left. But even Nash left. Stockton, uh, yeah, Stockton never left. Malone, Malone did leave. No, he went I'm to lying. Lakers. Malone went to Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's just yeah, it's, it's few and far between. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. We're not a sports podcast, so that was right, 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 that right. was our, our basketball conversation. Uh, so since, another thing that's happened since uh we last recorded, I released a movie. Yes, sir. Which is fucking crazy. Um, creative the creative release finally something that i've been in the thought process for better part of all this year finally released um you interviewed me on my podcast about it afterwards and also surprised me for my birthday thank you make sure you guys go and listen to that uh for it but uh just as like a little transparency thing like now that i've been it's been exactly a week since it released right now that i'm a, a week removed from it well how do i want to word this i can't believe i actually did it bro and that's just me and you, brother to brother. I can't believe that it actually, it was probably the most ambitious thing I've done yet. Um, And I can't believe it's actually happened, bro. I mean, if I was you, it wouldn't be, I, I can't believe I actually did it. Because anyone, anyone uh, no offense to filmmakers or you, any idiot can put together a film, I feel. However, what you put out was quality. It wasn't just like, it wasn't like, oh, you were recording on your fucking phone or like on some piece of shit camera and it was horrible and the transitions were horrible and the dialogue was horrible. You put together something that is quality. Just to peel behind the curtain, we had this conversation yesterday. A friend of mine's who is a, a pretty, um, you know, pretty well, I don't want to say well-known in the industry, but he's, you know, well-connected in the industry. Um, he has his own IMDb page. For me, if you have your own IMDb page, at least you're somebody. And he, I, I showed him your your uh, your film, and he thought it was great. He thought it was well put together, and uh, he was even telling me you should, you know, I, which we talked about, you should enter in film festivals and stuff. And this is from a a director that's been doing this shit for decades, uh, that's written, that's directed, who knows his shit. To seers, he was he was astounded. Yeah. I so mean, props to you on that, man. Thank you, bro. It's 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 wild, man. I'm not even gonna lie. And working on the next one, uh, keeping that on the hush, but. Uh, I'm really excited for the next one. Uh, I actually get to work with you on it, which is hugely uh, just exciting. And, you know, something else that I think, you know, maybe this would be the great thing to end it on. I know we we don't have a lot. We kind of wanted to catch up. I guess this is what it's called is the catch up. Maybe is what I'll title this episode. Me and you are going to be face to face for the first time in four or five years, bro. I'm so fucking hyped, bro. I'm so hyped. I mean. We've known each other like we were. We don't really know how long we know each other. Somewhere, somewhere between five and six years, we know each other. So it's gonna be the first time we're linking up, and we're gonna be watching the fight, the McGregor fight, McGregor Poirier fight, and um, like you said, we're doing some collab work together, which I'm really, really excited about. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for the weekend, bro. Can't wait till you come. 
Yeah, I can't wait, bro. That's that's now you're gonna get an episode. We're not saying that this this the next time you're gonna hear from us. You're gonna get an episode <laughs> two. <laughs> between now between now and then, but I think like yeah, it's my brother's keeper. The brothers will be uh, actually live and in person, and we are gonna be recording the episode while we're doing that. So that's definitely gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, that's it, bro. You got anything left you want to do on this catch up episode before we go? Nah, man. Just uh, appreciate. I know, like you said, we we don't have like a set schedule and. Um, but still, the feedback that we we both got gotten, you know, uh, Hayes and I, we both gotten great feedback, and um, continue to support it. Um, you know, continue to support it, and uh, we'll try to be a little bit better on, on on not having month gaps. But we, you know, we we kind of want to make it light and and uh, you know, fun. And uh, you know, sometimes you have you have great friends and things like that, and you don't necessarily talk to your friends every day or every week. So it's kind of the same kind. Definitely. Definitely. As as Hayes picks out his uh, his beard, <laughs> you didn't have to expose me there, bro. But thank you. Uh, Exposed. But, <laughs> but that's it. Just a, a short episode to catch up. Um, we'll we'll probably we'll aim to have another episode because uh, JB is actually going on vacation, so I'd like to get another episode out before JB uh, goes on vacation. So we'll see what we can work out. It'll probably be another fairly short one. But going into 2021, we'll probably get back more consistent. We'll have more things. Sports to be back on. Have more things going on. Um. So yeah, just the end of this the, towards the end of this year, you, you'll get one more episode for sure. We'll have one more out, maybe two, but yeah, that's that's probably it. JB, go and give me your social media. How about top ten porno actresses? Ooh, that that'll be good. We can't uh, we can't have a um a my brother's keeper episode without mentioning the word porn in it. Yeah, yeah, some some yeah. You that's gotta, why. <laughs> yeah, Tiana Trump definitely is going to be on there. But go ahead, keep going, bro. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. She's definitely top ten. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on Twitter at the P one JB. That's at T H E P one JB. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H A I Z E. We still don't have any social media for this podcast, so you can't follow us anywhere. <laughs> but we do have uh, uh, email, uh, so you can can send this uh, email at mybrotherskeeper at gmail dot com. Um, but that's it. We're out for this week. We'll maybe see you guys next week. We'll see. Uh, peace. Peace.